and howdy y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie and welcome to Sumo, Sumo Kaboom! Where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week we're going to dip our toes into the Bonzuke pool just a little bit. Just a tad, we just know, a little tip. Yep, we know everybody else does it better than we do. That's so, not true. So we're just going to do it our own special way. does their own twist on the Bonzuke, but yep. we like the Bonzuke, but... Let's be real. We we never want to spend a shit ton of time talking about the bonzuke <laughs> like everybody else does. We love it. Yeah. We just like love other things more. Like karaoke yeah. and like who's dating whom. Right, exactly. And honestly, the gossip of sumo wrestlers. That's right. really and where the sport. our hearts are. And the sport. And the, and the sport. sport. Secondary, but... tertiary. We don't know right. where. No, we do love it. That That is true. But in all seriousness... There's a big event going on in the USA this weekend, mm -hmm. and so that's also a part of why we're just dipping our toes in the professional world of sumo. We know it's coming. We know bingo is coming. We're going to talk about all that, but the world games mm -hmm. are happening this weekend. That's right. And there's a host of locals heading out, and everybody's really excited, so we're dipping our toes in that pool as well. Newsflash. Big news. The Tuganoura Bea, or the Heya, or the Stable, whatever you want to call it, including my favorite wrestler, <laughs> is out of the Basho due to COVID. So Takiyasu has been busy about town, doing all of the Degeko, like just practicing with everyone. And then... <laughs> Unfortunately, when you do that... You get COVID. Unfortunately. So he got it, and then a Makushita wrestler got it. So the whole stable's out. So oh, it's it a bummer. Just, it it's feels a like a total bummer. It's like he cannot catch a break. It really is bizarre. I don't know. He needs some sort of lucky charm because he just, everything is just a little off for him this last year. He needs that rabbit foot yes. that was stolen in the Mawashi off the line way back when. That's true. That's what he needs. That's what he needs. Anyway, so I'm bummed for him and bummed for me because I won't get to see my favorite wrestler. So, oh, well. Will you make it? I'll survive. Okay, so guess what? Have you seen the new Hakaho commercial for Kieran Beer? Oh, no. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Please tell me it's amazing. It It's great. It's just him and then two other famous Japanese people that I don't know, an actor and like another, I don't know, maybe another sports figure. I don't know. I'm making it up. I only paid attention to him. But he's, he looks good. And he's drinking a beer and he's like, oishidas. And then they have a little conversation and he's looking good. So Aww. he said about it, he said... um, because this is his first appearance as a retired wrestler in a commercial. But he's done tons of commercials. Yeah, but anyway, he, he was like, I'm very nervous, but I think I've done well. I like alcohol, but it has become <laughs> even more delicious since I retired. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. Yeah, that would be a fun spot to have. Just drink a beer and say it's delicious. It's delicious. I mean, unless it's not delicious. <laughs> you know what's weird is I've done a commercial where uh, everyone had to eat chicken and... When you have to eat it repetitively over yeah. and over and over on camera, they give you a spit bucket. Yeah. So you spit it out between each take because you're more likely to just totally barf because you're just eating something that after a while just starts to taste so weird and strange. So I don't know, like, did he drink the beer or was he super smashed by the end of this or, you know, or was it 
you know, fake. Just water in there? Who knows? Well, it had it had the fuzzy head on it, you know, a beer. You know, it looked like a beer. Yeah. But who knows? But anyway. Don't you imagine with a celebrity, they just come in and the producers are probably like, you know what? Just do whatever. We know we've got you for half an hour. Just yeah. have a good time. Well, right. And some celebrities are truly awful. So they're like, let's just shoot around him as much we can get his image but like don't give him much to say because he's a full-on terrible actor but do you get a sense that hakaho is that no i sense he's a natural okay. he's a real natural yeah well he's good at everything he does it's true you know who else is natural who kitty bayama and his new beard is that true or is that photoshopped i mean i think it's true because i saw it in an, a couple of other pictures but if it's not true i would have to say kudos to whoever photoshopped it because <laughs> i like it i really thought it was photoshopped well i d it doesn't we'll matter to me i mean it's just a strong endorsement for more facial hair <laughs> for these wrestlers he he looked great if that's the case but i giggled the internet gave us that one this week and i was like thank you internet did you hear that shimana umi has decided to change his last name to his wife's last name oh no Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's traditional for men um, to do that when they will most likely inherit the wife's family business, which in this case is the business of sumo because her father was the oyakata at the Zutsu stable. So that's why he changed his name is that he, he will most likely become but the, I mean, he's going to become the owner of the stable but i'm sure i'm sure he married her out of love correct I'm sure i'm, I'm sure. sure it was wasn't the job that came nope. along with this nope it was <laughs> love i mean she is lovely to look at she so is. at least you hope that they have a short while of honeymoon phase of like getting to know each other and loving each other <laughs> we hear she's a good cook th well right and I mean, but... she gets the whole sumo world. I mean, Jeez. her father was Sekewake Sakahoko. Okay. And uh, he's no longer with us. But, you know, let's just hope that they're yeah, deeply in love. They're deeply in love. So yes. congratulations there. Also, a little shout out I wanted to give to Sumo Mainichi. Now, this was one of the first podcasts that we actually listened to you listened to him you found him first and was like listen to these people they're great and you know we listened to them and we really loved their style and we just you know we knew we were going to do something different but we really well, like their sweet like just their funniness and we just and to be honest their accents oh, well, were yeah. the best thing about it. Yeah, like, well, not the best, but one of the most wonderful things about it. Yeah. So Dave and Amy had just like a good vibe from the beginning. And so it's not like they're going somewhere forever and we're never going to see them again. But they are, um, you know, through life, you get job promotions and you find yourself crazy busy. I know you and I have been crazy busy. So we've been doing shows. We We haven't been on Twitter as much. And you really do realize like when life is coming back after a pandemic, it is a little hard to balance a podcast with life, especially when life is more demanding of you. So they're not going to be doing their daily podcast during the tournaments. They're going to do it, I think, bi-weekly or by every other boss show. They're just giving themselves the space and time to focus on their life, but they'll still be around. Yeah. The last I heard they were going to do their, you know, preview right. and then they're going to come in at the end. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I so like that. here's what we're anticipating and here's what we love. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I just glad they're still going to be around. Yeah. I don't know how they honestly did it. I don't anyway. know either. <laughs> I mean, that was an insane amount of work. Yeah, kudos to them. I mean, for but two straight Can you imagine? Wait. No, it's nuts. I mean, I, it would have 
driven me bananas I know. to do that much podcasting. Yeah, I, it's nuts. Those but... two are superheroes, like yeah. sumo superheroes yeah. for doing what they did as long as they did. Yeah. Since but... 2019, I think. I think. but That's incredible. But shout out to them. We adore them. We love them as people. We'll still and we be hope listening. that we will, yeah, still be listening and that one day... We will get all of them. My dream is to get us, Grand Sumo Breakdown and Sumo Mayanichi at a boss show all together. Yes. And then we can go get backstage passes and we can all uh, be the press. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be. So I'm putting that out in the world just once again. But congrats to them and um, looking forward to what, what comes for them personally, but also with the podcast as well. Once again, we have come around to the Nagoya Boss Show, and we are going to be playing Sumo Bingo. We've got some cool prizes this time around, including some handmade awesome things like sumo face masks mm-hmm. and sumo eye masks. Eye masks. Uh, face <laughs> not, masks. Not your face not mask. That would be like a wrestling mask. That's not what we have. No, no, what no. What a great idea. A sleep mask. A sleep mask. Yes. It's like silky, and it's like covered in sumo wrestler yes, like it's material. Awesome. It's so awesome. And then some pot holders. <laughs> And of course, a jar of jam and bragging rights. And then we have, you know, There's cards more and from Robert, Robert from Big, Big Sumo, Sumo Fan. We will have just a charcuterie of awesome prizes for you. Yeah. Hobbit Rosie, Big Sumo Fan. We have fans sometimes that are like, hey, I have all this stuff. <laughs> that I've been collecting for years, and I might have a little bit too much of it, but it's really awesome, and I don't want to just, like, give it away, like, to just any random person, so they donate it for our prizes, and so that's what's happening. So mm. we have some cool things and, like, vintage things and things that are going to come from some of our other listeners that we're going to be able to give away. Anyway, get a bingo card. It's free to play. Get your friends hooked. Get them a bingo card. There are 500 cards. They will pretty much sell out so get your cards early and so join us yeah so let's just discuss the bonzuke just kind of from as if we were looking down the bonzuke from way high above you know let's just think of this as okay let's remind ourselves what happened last time like what questions did we leave did we leave the sumo tournament with okay and i'm gonna sort of use the bonzuke to help us with this let's start from the top okay? okay because Last time at the Basho, I don't know if you remember, but we were like, oh, Terana Fuji, who's at the top, take some time off. Right. Like, fix those knees. Right. Take some time off. Well, mm, he didn't. Right. And he won. Exactly. The guy did not need. He did, did not, not need a break. No, he did not need a break. He won last time. He's still on top. His sumo. Oh, man. It's still looking great. Except for Tamawashi. That's the only guy that consistently beat him. But, well, you know, and, and Tamawashi... You know, after Shohozan retired, Tamawashi is now the oldest, and he's trying to make it to 40, and he's trying to shoot for maybe he has four Kimboshi. He's going for five Kimboshi, mm-hmm. and he's the only guy that has, like, three Kimboshi against one Yokozuna, who is <laughs> Terunofuji. So I want to see Terunofuji do well again, obviously, but I do want to see him not get beat by Tamawashi, although I adore the cookie man himself. Yes, I know you do. I know you do. Well, you know... If there's anyone that can beat Ted and Fuji and me be completely okay with it, it's Tamawashi. It's Tamawashi? Yeah. <laughs> we know he's probably not going to win 15 days in a row because... Right. Uh, no, know, because perfect. of the knees. Yeah, no, it's hard to be perfect, right? But he's... We know he's going to do well. 
Uh, as long as he can keep those knees Knee going assist. in the same direction, he'll be how fine. How fast can you get a How fast can you get a knee replacement between Bashos? <laughs> you think you can like just four <laughs> weeks in, just be like zip one in there? If it was possible, I'm sure Hakaho would have done it. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, so Taranofuji is back, still on top, uh, still looking kind of shaky, but hanging in there, and and nobody sumo seems to be able to match his. So that's exciting. Under him. I don't know if you remember, but last time we had two Ozekis get Makikoshis. Right. We had poor Shodai. I know. Poor Shodai. So one of the biggest questions of this Basho is, will Shodai keep his Ozeki status? Because he was really struggling last time. I know. I know. I think he, I think he will. I mean, I think he <laughs> does what he does best, which is eek by. And every bye. time, you know... He did it last time, which was two boshes ago. He was caught upon again. Yep. So, I mean, it does depend on who else is out. But, I mean, Mitaki Yumi is injured with the shoulder business. And he's admitted he's not been practicing quite like he should. Right. He hasn't been training. Right. So he walks into this basho pretty much trainingless. I mean, sure, he's got years of experience behind him. Right. And... Going through, I think we discovered he injured his shoulder on day one of the yeah, last basho. Like, it was like one or I two. I think it was up against Takiyasu, who won't be in this basho. Right, so right. There's one less. But foe that, but for that them says to, to me that Mitakiyumi still does really well fighting injured. I mean, if you hurt his shoulder yeah. and he still did as well as he did, yeah, he's he's got a lot to yeah. fall back on. But he's kind of going in a little scary. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what the body's doing, so. It's been a long time, and he hasn't really been practicing. But then, yeah. Takakesho. Wait, wait, wait! Before we go there, yeah. As far as we know, Shodai is not injured. As far as we know, mentally, Me- maybe. Well, <laughs> mentally. Well, he's been confidence-wise. Home- yeah, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's that high tachi eye of his. I don't know if he just is not I feeling mean, the I flow. I am no sumo expert. I can tell you that's a great place to start for Shodai. Is how <laughs> to about bend you those fix knees more that. <laughs> I don't know anything about sumo, really. Just fix that, Shodai. I am such a fan of his. I just wish, yeah, he wouldn't He wouldn't be so high up in the tachi eye and absorb it. I wish he would attack post-tachi eye like everybody else does instead of play defensively. I want him to play offensively, which he has the ability to do, but he seems like he only turns it on when he's so desperate desperate past the point of anybody else's desperation he allows himself to get in like a hole that's almost impossible to dig out of well he seems to like to use other people's aggression against them yeah you know yeah he's just not a super aggressive like i'm gonna go get it type of guy he's more reactionary right um but still seems I I know about as much about Itachi Eye as you do, but it seems that bending your knees more would help. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt, Shodai. Shodai. Exactly. Truly. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, but now to get with your other guys. So there are three Osekis, if you're new to this. There's Shodai, Mitakiyumi, both struggling. But we've got a third one who is struggling as well, yes. but he did get a Kachikoshi. He just eked out a Kachikoshi last time, if I'm remembering correctly. So he's not in danger of losing his status. However, he's in danger because of an injury. Yeah. He says he's been training around it, but he's got that neck injury of yeah. his that he had in the past that's still troubling him as far as we know. Right. And his main way of Tachi eye is just with an enormous headbutt. So yeah, he does go 
you know, face forward, forehead first. Yeah. Yep. That's his style. So right. I don't know that you could change that immediately. I don't know either. But there's got to be, you know, a mental game to once you really hurt your neck that hard, there's got to be just a big mental wall that you've got to work through. Yeah. I don't know. If you even want to work through I it. I know. I, I feel like maybe last last time he just, yeah, he eked by. Maybe he took it easy and maybe more time to help heal or readjust his approach will help. But yeah, I don't feel super confident about him either. I think the bigger problem for them is not, it's not them getting better. It's just how much better the other guys have gotten around them that they're going to fight. Like Wakataka Kage, like Kiribayama. Daesho, always a, a foe. Some of these other guys that are kind of in that um, sweet spot on their way up, or aiming for Ozeki, those guys are going to be really hard for these injured Ozekis. And so it'll just be a matter of how many of the lower-ranked guys, what their focus is going to be beating those guys. Because I, that's how they're going to, I think, get the wins that they need, not by thinking they're going to win against Wakataka Kage. Well, I think the hardest part for these guys sitting at the top, maybe being injured, is the pressure from all the people at the JSA saying yeah. you are not getting performing as you should. Because that's a lot of mental pressure to deal with. Yeah. Ooh. It is. It would be for you and I. But then again, you know, that may be something that's culturally something that they're used to, you know, uh, society expectations. Maybe they do mental Jedi training. I hope some, something to give them a moment's peace. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they sit in class, like, after their physical training, and the Oyakata sits them down and says, now we're going to talk about mental stamina. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so, no. <laughs> but, hey, it's all good. But I can dream. You can dream. I can. I can dream. Okay, so underneath them, as you mentioned, Wakataka Kage and Daesho. I am super excited to see Wakataka Kage again at this level. Yeah. And officially, I mean, he could. He he is on an Ozeki run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he's got to perform super well. But he has for the last few Basho. He has. I don't know. I would be surprised unless he got like 13 or 14 wins this Basho. I would be surprised. What does he have, 22? Uh, I'd have to look again. I, I don't he has remember. 22. So but he needs 30, 32, 33. I don't think that they would promote him even with 10 or 11. Like if he just barely gets that 33, I would be shocked if they they would promote him. Maybe. But then our other Ozekis don't have the mojo right now. So maybe they would be anxious to get another Ozeki up there to just be like, we're going to lose one of these guys soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with him. Um, I've been loving his sumo. He is just... You've been loving his sumo? I do. Yeah, I, I do love, too. I love his sumo. I love the way he never gives up. He's strong. He just shows a lot more fight and fire than most of the Ozeki right now. But I just have a hard time seeing him as an Ozeki. I don't know. It's hard to say why. Maybe it's his size. I don't know. Daesho... He has uh, he came up from Komosubi. It's his fifth time at mm -hmm. this slot. So he kind of bounces up and down from here. We'll see how he does. Mm -hmm. Underneath him in the Komosubi slot, we have Hoshoryu and Abi. 
Yeah, both guys, again, that are going to be tricky for any of our Ozeki to beat. Those guys are all on their way up. None of them are really injured terribly. They have a lot of strength, stamina, endurance, and they each boss show as of late, each one of these guys has gotten better and better and better and better. And they're they're aiming to bring down an Ozeki or a Yokozuna. That's their goal at Sanyaku. For them to go up in the Sanyaku to be able to be Sekiwaki, you know, they are aiming to, that's the prize. So not just the Kachikoshi, they are wanting to look like an Ozeki. So those are all the guys that I see having a lot of potential. And Hoshoryu has surprised me. Also another guy smaller, but tanking up, he's getting huge. He is. And so that's going to continue to just be more and more difficult for those big Ozekis who are injured. There was some discussion on the boards about adding more Komosubi to the Sponsuke. There, like there was hopes mm-hmm. that they would have more than just two, but there's there's just two. I don't know why. They just decided maybe our M1s, Kiribayama and Takanosho, just weren't ready, or maybe they just thought, you know what, we'll have just a strong layer of M1s. Yeah, well, Kiribayama, Tokan- Takanosho. Takanosho, I think, struggled in that position. I think he got beat pretty bad in that meat grinder position and kitty bayama too so i don't know it's only one one seat away from but, <laughs> but maybe there's just night some, and day. something about Must i mean be the schedule yeah well they face the biggies in the week they the do first week so if you want to dash your confidence but then again the first week for an m1 it's not like they're fighting an m17 day one i you know? know i know <laughs> they're fighting an m2 or you know they're fighting Right around, you know, their rank. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a mental thing. At M2, we have, this is kind of interesting. Kota Nawaka is at M2, and this is his highest rank. He has been looking more and more solid these days. I do have a question about his knee, whether or not that knee is going to stay strong, because Mm -hmm. that has really hampered him in the past when he's gotten up this high. Yeah. But he seems to be bulking up and consistently being able to do well Mm -hmm. at slightly higher positions. So it's going to be exciting. He's going to face the big dogs from this position. But he did last time, and he did well. We'll see. We shall see. And the return of Ichinojo this time. I don't know if you remember, but last yeah, time was Ichinojo out. was out with COVID. Right. Interestingly. So he's had a nice, nice little break, a well, little relax and recoup. But interestingly, they dropped him in the Bonzuke while he was out with COVID. Hmm. Not far, only one slot, but maybe it's because the other guys unfair. earned the spots above him. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought, oh. That's interesting. Wonder hmm. wonder why they did that. I thought there was a rule not to do that. I don't know. But we'll see Ichinojo back. Then we have at M3, Tamawashi and Ura. I don't know if you remember, but Ura went out early last time with an injury. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much about it. Yeah, me either. I'm super, super excited, though, about M4. Takiyasu, sorry, he will not be here, but Wakamoto Haru. Yeah. That's a nice, uh, It's he's in his highest ranked position yep. thus far, so he deserves it. He's been looking good, and he's chasing his brother, so he's looked great. He has, and I like, I like his slow climb up, yeah. you know? It's just like he's been slowly and surely putting one foot in front of the other, climbing mm-hmm. little bit by little bit up, and uh, yeah, just looking super strong. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of watching his brother climb the ranks. Mm-hmm. 
maybe not quite as fiery as his brother, but right behind him. And I still just think he is, he is something else. Yeah, he's handsome. Yes, he really is. So I'm really looking forward to him. And from here, it's just a lot of our old standards. I'm not going to go through each and every one, but I do want to say our we have three guys up from Jurio. Right at the very bottom, we have Tsurugisho, who is back. We have Dayamami, who is back. And Nishikifuji. And he's Nishikifuji? Nishikifuji. I'm not exactly heard how to... I'm not exactly sure how to say it. He is a new one. I did not have time to look into him. But heck, we've got time in the future. He's new. That's right. Just look forward to that. So I always like to welcome the the newbies up into Makauchi for the first time. Me too. That's a big, huge accomplishment. to spend just a little bit of time talking about something that's kind of happening in our own backyard. Um, well, Alabama, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, which I do have many questions as to why the World Games goes to such rando spots all over the world. They do. But anyway, I wanted to chat a little bit about World Games because the World Games, they're coming up this next week from July 7th to July 17th. And this includes sumo. Now, sumo is a huge sport and like immediately sold out. And all of these tournaments that we've gone to all year long, these wrestlers were always competing to be able to play so that they could hopefully go to the world games and compete against wrestlers from all over the world. Um, Japan being one of them, but you know, there's been a lot of competition from Ukraine or Russia in the past. And so it's an incredible opportunity for our wrestlers to fight the best of the best from all over the world. But I thought I'd give you a little history on the world games and how it came to be. Now, I have just purely plucked this off of Wikipedia or the World Games webpage, but here you go. In case you're lazy, I'll give you a heads up on what it is. The World Games came together and it's a multi-sport event of non-Olympic sports. Realizing what it what it was is that they have Olympic sports and then they have other sports that aren't recognized by the IOC. They created this organization, I think in 7980, I think, yeah, founded in 80, where they wanted to bring visibility to the sports that weren't in the Olympics, but are worthy of getting some attention. And so they created the showcase for the world to see. And all over the world, local organizations came up with the structure of, and the principles of the games, and, and they searched for a venue way back when, and then they started it up. It happens every four years. And of course... Now, the last year was canceled due to COVID, so we're at five years since the last Olympic Games, but they're being held in Birmingham, Alabama, coming up here soon. And so a lot of the wrestlers in the amateur world that we have met are all going. And if you've been watching any of our our commentary through, you know, when we were in Vegas or when we were at the Consulates Cup, you've heard a lot of these names. And those are the very names of the wrestlers that are going to be competing against wrestlers from all over the world. And we've interviewed some of them. Yeah, yeah. We're going to give you a little snippet of of some of their voices uh, later at the, at the end of this little snippet, but I wanted to tell you about some of the games. The very first one was in uh, Santa Clara. <laughs> and California? Then, yeah. Cool. And then um, the rest of them have been kind of in like, what do I call them? Like 
C-list cities all over the world. C-list <laughs> or less? C-list. List, meaning like like a like a celebrity. It's like we're not in Los Angeles or New York or Chicago. Oh, we're a like C- in in a suburb, <laughs> like a weird smaller market. You know? Oh, it's probably because it's cheaper. It's probably cheaper. Yeah, yeah, but they have to. They bring in people and they have to house them. And then these are smaller cities that are like, hey, we'll build an arena for you, or or you can use this for free. So, so it's put on by a budget conscious <laughs> committee. I like to think so, but then again, you know, they get big names attached to this mm-hmm. like for instance this year did you know that um they have co-chairs and charles barkley he's a native of uh alabama and he is one of the co-chairs cool. um mtv vj alan hunter it's Ooh, real random <laughs> i love alan hunter <laughs> never heard of alan hunter well he was on like many many years ago like when you were a teenager i think really yeah he was one of the first i think mtv vjs they don't have vjs anymore i, don't I think. only remember martha what was Martha? Yeah, Martha. Martha. Yeah, I remember her too. So, I can't remember her last name right now. <laughs> that just dated us. I know. Completely. I know. But then they have Kat Whitehill, who was an Olympic soccer player um, from Team USA. Noah Galloway, who was a former U.S. Um, Army sergeant and native of Birmingham. And he he was brought in because he was severely injured in an IED attack. And so with each sport, they, um, they put a focus on having para- uh, sports. So they'll have a para Olympian, not Olympian, but a para world gamer in archery. And they have different sports where they're encouraging visibility of, of disabled sports men and women. So he was brought in. So that's really cool. Vanetta Flowers, who is an Olympian, and she's the first ever African-American woman to win a gold medal at the Winter Olympics, uh, competing as a break woman in, in bobsled in 2004. And then Randy Owen, who you have no idea about when I say his name. Nope. And you look at a picture and you're like, who's this guy? And he's the lead singer of Alabama. <laughs> oh, my God. That's I would totally recognize him by look, yes. No, but the picture that they have associated with you, like, he no longer looks like... Oh, he's not the bearded guy with the long hair anymore? He does, it's just all gray, and it's like short, and you're like, <laughs> it's a guy from Alabama, I see, but it's like him, like, older now. And it's just like, what? Because I so know what the lead singer of Alabama looks like. Yeah, of course. But, We're from Texas. Of yeah. course we know who the lead singer from Alabama looks like, but of course we don't know his name. <laughs> we have no idea what his name is. Very Texan way to go but, about it. Anyway, so... You know, you think, oh, these are all amateur wrestlers. Well, let me remind you, in 2013, Ura won the gold medal in the lightweight division. Mm -hmm. So there will be people there that you could very well see in the world of professional sumo. Trent Sabo, who we have seen at numerous events, he won the silver and lightweight in 2017, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, um, Toki Tenkyu, he went on to become a Komusubi, and he won in 2001, and he was the very first Mongolian wrestler to acquire the right to remain in the Sumo Association as a coach following retirement as a wrestler. So there have been some big-time people, Ura as in, as the most recent, that have competed in the World Games, so you never know who you're going to see. Now, I wanted to give a little highlight, though, of... Um, some other sports that have been in the world games like wushu wushu yes i'm so excited baton twirling yes boomerang 
That's cool. Yes. That I would actually love to see. I, I know, right? Yes. What do they try to do in Boomerang? Are you going for length? Are you going for distance? <laughs> Are you going for accuracy? Are you going for height? Are like what? Like popping Speed? off the head of something at a far distance and making it come back right. to you? Right. What are you com- what are the parameters of I know. that competition? Well, once I started to look at the sports, I became even more fascinated. Because I, I was completely like, understand. What? Yeah, that, GPS. I would totally watch this. So they also have dance sport. Yeah. So this is competitive box oh, yeah. trotting. Oh, yes. I know all about this world. And it's awesome. I know. Yes. Life-saving. Life-saving? <laughs> I wonder. Oh, I don't want to know how they do that. Actually, it's got to be like dragging someone out of the pool yeah, or something. I think. But Here, you drag I didn't look very hard, but it is called life-saving. And I was like, is it a team sport? Right. Like, Or do you just have to pull a... Like heavier and heavier person out of the pool somehow. Until they get like they borrow guys from the sumo world exactly, and, and they're, they're like, like "Would you, you just like hold your breath at the bottom of the pool for and just have a our minute?" Life saving competition. Yeah, tug of war has been big. Yes, from the I very did beginning. see images like, of that, and that is awesome. And one of the most winningest um, athletes listed on their website, he's number two, is a tug of war guy. Yeah, he's like a tug of warist. <laughs> I'm a professional tug of warist. <laughs> well, don't f with that guy because he's got the medals to show it. Or, or would he be a tug of warer? I like tug of warist oh, okay. personally. Casting? No, uh, like when fly I first... fishing? Yeah, but I thought at first like acting casting. Oh no, that would be strange. <laughs> like, how would you? We're cast gonna cast this, this honk. <laughs> uh, no, we see him as a brooding uh, indie film guy. No, no, no. Casting, casting. That's gotta be accuracy in casting. It's casting fishing. Yeah, yeah casting. It's gotta be like okay. Lure. Can you get past a hundred yards and sink that lure right there where that shark? I is? guess. That's I awesome. guess. But then I was like, how somebody... do they do that in Birmingham, Alabama? I, though. Well, there's lots of fishing down there, but I don't know if they're ever gonna catch anything. I don't know if it's just the like skill casting. of the skill of casting a fishing line with a lure on it. I have no idea. Maybe there's different weights of lures. Maybe Y'all, there's. If this is not making you watch the World Games, I, I do not know what it is. I don't know what's going to hook you. For every... I know. Uh, uh, that was good. I what don't know what's going to hook you after oh, talking about even... casting. That yeah. was good. Okay, but listen to this. This year, parkour. Yes. And ladies cool. and gentlemen, break dancing. Break dancing. So say no more. <laughs> If it hasn't been in the past, I know that it is, but I mean, come on. If there's competitive breakdancing, are you effing kidding me? That's... How, how can we watch this? You know, right? Tell us the channels. Actually, I don't. I have no idea. I hear that there is an Olympic channel. Oh, you can probably watch highlights probably through Peacock, right? I... Because they are like, aren't they like Doesn't loosely it say on associated website? with the IOC? Like they... They kind it is of, the IOC committee that puts yeah, it on. Well, no, but they're the umbrella over it. That makes sense. It's mm-hmm. a different organization called the um, – th- th- they have governing bodies from the Olympics, but it's put on by the International World Games Association, and they are the sole administrator of the World Games. But again, it's supported by the IOC. The IWGA, which is the World Games Association, is a not-for-profit independent international organization comprising 39 international sports federations. Okay. I said that all off the top of my head. Just kidding. I was yeah, totally never reading. reading that off of a page. Well, and here's another thing that they founded it to strengthen the bonds of friendship between international sports federations to promote excellence in that sport, which makes sense because... You want excellent lifesavers out there. You do. And 
more people see it, more people go, hey, this is a real sport. And the IOC is like, all right, we'll put it into our our full Olympic games coming up. But yeah. they got to kind of give it a little a little trial and uh, and build up the sports throughout the whole world so that when you do get to the Olympics, you're not just one random handball unique game that comes out of Finland that's <laughs> nobody else plays that's made it to the Olympics. And we're like, well, clearly Finland's going to win. But anyway, that's that's the fun stuff. Yeah. So that means that someday breakdancing could be an oh Olympic gosh. sport. Well, parkour for sure needs to be in it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's super athletic. Yeah. But I mean, there's well, got to be clearly like breakdancing is too. But... Disc golf is like Frisbee and Frisbee has to be part of the World Games. I mean, if because... you want a list, let me pull up the list. There, Well, there's a Olympic channel and that's the Olympics.com. Okay. Uh, they stream the World Games. Perfect. And um, that might be a good place to start. I imagine if you just look, you can just Google how to watch it. I know I'm sure there's going to be highlights probably on ESPN or on Peacock or some place that's connected with the Olympics. Um, but the events like sold out. I know they have a media guide and stuff on their website as well, which is the worldgames.org. And you can kind of see who is connected to it and you can see where the best place to watch is. And is I it, think it's probably online. Fistball. Fistball. Yeah. It, that's, I'm just going to let and that I, lie. I know exactly. Floorball. That's what I mean by like you can't just have like one random game that is only played in finland like <laughs> unless ball. you like encourage a... the rest of the people around the world to be like let's learn how to play floorball let's play ceiling ball yeah let's play wall ball. they have flying disc i assume okay is frisbee yeah that's got to be like disc golf or frisbee yeah they just can't call it frisbee because that's a patented or that's a that oh patented term yeah it's an actual oh, frisbee toy. is okay. a toy that makes sense billiards Yes. Why isn't that an Olympic sport? That's well, good. Yeah, yeah, darts have got to be in there then. Like yeah, all well, the bar sports. Archery. Archery. The drinking games in there? <laughs> That's a good question. Pong. Pong. Oh, my gosh. Corf ball, which clearly, again, <laughs> is a random handball game, I'm sure, out of Finland. Netball. There's all kinds of balls. Okay. Um, underwater sports. So just general Maybe those are just things people make up in the backyard. But I have – they have water skiing, wakeboarding, um, underwater sports, sumo, obviously, squash. Um, no. No surfing? No surfing. Oh, yes. I lied. Surfing. Yeah. Okay. I mean – I going to say because that's not an Olympic sport. But I don't know surely how they're are... going to surf in Alabama. Right? <laughs> there must be a surf pool or something. <laughs> people surfing the two-foot wave straight right? out of the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> we should not be making fun because I these know. are serious sports. They are. And people they are, are training like mad well, maybe to they come have, to like, these world games. I know. Maybe they have like indoor surfing. I don't know. They must have. I mean, what other option is there? You think somebody's going to be making a huge wave in an outdoor lake in Alabama? Well, and maybe they, they like <laughs> surf... they certified that somehow. <laughs> maybe they surf somewhere else and then like, I'll click on it. Live stream it in. They're like, the World Games have to happen in Hawaii and surfing, but every other sport. Oh, well, this one says, learn more. Oh, it's been a member since 1993. Although surfing is a member of the World Games family, the sport has never been part of the additions program. The reason is a practical one. The organizing cities could not provide the necessary beach zones. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
again, I don't know why they have it listed, though, as sports <laughs> you could watch. We're like, oh, there's clearly, but there's powerlifting. That makes sense. Yeah, squash, racquetball, all these are like in canoeing. Yeah. I don't know if it's, comp- I guess it's competitive canoeing. Yeah. So there's some really bula sport. I have no idea what that is, but I'm anxious to learn. There are so many cool, you know, sports here that we all will have a chance to see, including yeah. our beloved sumo. Here are some clips from some of our wrestlers who took a, a moment of their time and gave us some voicemails that said what they're doing to prepare. They have been so busy in their training. We wish them all so well. Here is a list of our wrestlers that are all going to the World Games. You will hear some of their voices in the following clips. Jennifer Crook, Helen DePopolo, Christina Griffin-Jones, Liesl Rickoff, Ketzel Jefferson, Elizabeth Salazar, Trent Sabo, 2017 winner, Justin Jones, Justin Kizart, Kellyanne Ball, Eros Armstrong, Yelady Galindo, Angel Delatore, Gilberto Delatore, Robert Fuyamaono, and Roy Frederick Sims II. Oh, here's a few more Eric Hyun, Jordan Karst, and Andrew Roden. Good luck to all of you. Do us proud. We are cheering you on. Hey, this is Trent Sabo from Idaho. So on your first question, you're asking how I'm feeling about the World Games. And uh, I would say, like probably most people, um, for any big event, you know, there's a lot of anticipation and excitement, um, you know, some nervousness, you know, maybe a little apprehension. You always hope you don't make any mistakes or anything like that. You want to do your best. At this level in this particular sport it's uh it's actually quite difficult because there's uh very few opportunities to correct mistakes uh most western sports are games of attrition um you know it's like uh points matter there's you know periods there's out of bounds and you know redos and things like that but with sumo obviously none of that's true and uh at the world level but it's one and done, a single loss, and you're out of the tournament. Unless, of course, you lose to somebody who makes it to the semis, the semifinals. So, you know, that, that certainly adds an extra element of, of stress to it. Uh, but uh, I would say, you know, I've been doing this for a while, and more than anything, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready. I can't wait. I'm super excited for all the new people. I want to watch and see how they do. We've got a lot of... Um, new uh new people out uh that have some real solid potential uh justin jones in the uh, lightweight division that guy he he is the truth man he seems legitimately really talented and good so uh you know it's i'm really looking forward to seeing him compete also jordan karst uh at middleweight uh i guess technically yeah well it's middleweight for this tournament i think he's actually light heavyweight now He's also um, really legitimately skilled in wrestling, and it'll be really interesting to see how he does. And then, of course, um, we have Henry out of Hawaii, who uh, potentially could do do excellent. He's, he, uh, at least at, Na- at the, um, the North Americans, he showed a lot of um, athleticism. And uh, so it'll be really interesting to see how he does. I think Robert Puimoa is uh, another one to keep an eye on. He's He's got a lot of potential. So, yeah, what I'm most looking forward to is really seeing, uh, you know, what the new faces do on the team. 
and, uh, you know, kind of hosting it as special as well. So I think it's kind of, kind of fun to, to, you know, be the, uh, the home country. Uh, for me personally, I would, I'd like to set a good example. I'd like to get the team off to a good start. Um, of course, it'd be nice to get a medal, but it's, you know, super difficult. And, um, you know, so honestly, I just like to, to perform well and hopefully motivate and give some, some confidence to the rest of the team, um, that they can compete with these guys. And so, yeah, I, I just like to be a good, uh, good representative. The other thing, of course, is I would hope that, uh, you know, that it's well received. It, it, the sumo typically is uh, pretty well received when people actually get to watch it. And uh, hopefully it'll spark some more interest and cause some more people to take it up and we can work on developing the sport. Um, that'd be super, super awesome. And um, sort of on maybe a um, fantasy note, I would say, uh, you know, maybe that it could get picked up somehow um, for some kind of at least semi-regular um, viewing, whether that's on uh, TV or like a streaming service or something like that, um, just to kind of help get uh, to a broader audience. So uh, anyway, those three things is would be nice if, if they could happen. I'd say I'm super excited to have so many people on the team. Uh, historically, the U.S. team is one of the smallest, uh, usually with um, – no female competitors at the world championships and barely a coach, uh, which is kind of odd because, uh, you know, we're such a big country and we do so well in other sports. And uh, lots of countries send enormous delegations every year to the world championships. So uh, um, I think it's going to be really helpful. I think it's going to motivate people, pump them up to have a lot of teammates, a lot of people cheering for them, a lot of support. Um and I, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I, I, I think that uh, we'll get a boost out of that. So um, I'm, I'm excited to have so many people participating. I'm excited that they're getting some world level experience, uh, even in auxiliary positions. And hopefully, uh, this will, you know, snowball into something big and permanent for the uh, federation. Hey, this is Eros Armstrong, women's undefeated heavyweight champion. I am here getting ready to getting ready for the World Games July 9th, and I am so excited, and I just want you all to know that I am honored to represent the U.S. team for this event. It has been a dream of mine. I am just ready. I am feeling nothing but extreme determination and motivation to get this done. We have been waiting, baby. Let's go. You know what? All the hype I could bring, all that stuff I could drop on you, like, all about training to get out there on a clay surface and adopting, overcoming, improvising, all that jazz. It doesn't really matter. There's one thing that's really on my heart right now, and I want to address it. I want to say this to all my fellow Americans, to the service members out there, active duty, serving wherever you are around the world, to all the veterans who are at home, the disabled ones who think they're forgotten, who are giving up, who are giving in, to all those battling through PTSD, MST, or SA, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, look it up. I want you to know, when I step out there on that stage, when I get in that ring, I want you to watch me. I want you to know that no matter what life has thrown at me, I've never given up. And I know that right now you might be in a dark place. Right now you might be in despair and agony beyond anyone else's imagination. And I want you to know I've been there and it's okay. If you keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what 
the world throws at you, no matter how bad it gets, you can do it, okay? I have literally battled through everything that COVID could throw at me, from deaths of friends, deaths of family members, catching it myself, not knowing if I was going to make it the next day, but just putting one foot in front of the fucking other has been how I've gotten it as far. I told them I was going to be on the world team. I told them I was going to be on that stage, and I'm doing it. July 9th and maybe July 10th, y'all need to tune in and watch me. Because if I can do it, if my agoraphobic butt can do it, y'all can do it. It is all right to feel sad. It is all right to want to give in. But it is not okay to give up. Do you understand me? I want the American people to step up and step in and step into your freaking power. Do you understand me? Man or woman doesn't matter. If you're an American, I want you to step up and claim your happiness. It's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to stay there. Keep pressing forward, huh? Hello, good afternoon. My name is Angel DeLatore. I live in Bakersfield, California. Well, I'm a little excited, nervous, honestly. Uh, been training like a maniac. But, you know, the last couple months that I haven't been hurt, uh, I want to get gold. And then, honestly, the goal is gold. Uh, you know, uh, I've been training hard for it, had to face a lot of strong opponents to get it, so I want to get gold. Uh, I do feel lucky that, you know, I'm able to go and represent the U.S. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to is, honestly, just seeing all the support from uh, Sumo World, especially here in the U.S., uh, you know, from friends and family as well. Um, some of the stuff I'm hoping, you know, is hopefully to showcase some of my wrestling and some of my style of sumo. Uh, you know, and honestly, the the end goal, whether I get gold or not, uh, I just want to be a good rep for the U.S. and just go all out and honestly have fun. Um, hope to see everyone there. Thank you. You guys have a good day. Hello, ladies and sumo kaboom. This is Gilberto De La Torre out of Bakersfield, California, representing Team USA in sumo at the 2022 World Games. I'm feeling excited about World Games. Uh, I'm excited. I feel ready. My brother and I have been training in San Diego with the clubs out there in LA with the members from the LA club and primarily in our backyard. With my brother and I, we've been doing a lot of practice, a lot of conditioning, a lot of mental work, a lot of physical work. So we feel ready. We feel like we could both get a medal. Uh, hopefully we both do get a medal, depending on the bracket. There is a possibility that we could. Uh, we just have to go out there and execute and perform, try our best. And that's all we can ask for, as long as we stay healthy, represent, Put a good fight, be aggressive in our sumo, fast, strong, tachiai, power sumo. Just believe in ourselves, have confidence uh, for myself, my brother, and the rest of the team. I believe that if we all have confidence and we go out there aggressive uh, with everything we've been practicing, with the coaches, the tournaments we've been attending, try our best. I think we will all be happy with our performance at this end of the results at the end of each match at the end of the tournament and hopefully it's for gold and hopefully many of us medal not just myself but a lot of my teammates as well so i'm really looking forward to the world games because it's going to be our first international and world level competition uh 
from my brother and I, and maybe many other athletes as well. So it allows us from a uh, individual point of view to be able to compare our, our styles, compare our speed, compare our sumo to the rest of the world from each country that goes out there to represent. Uh, it's also a big tournament, so I'm looking forward for the opening ceremony. That's exciting. Some people are predicting thousands of people in attendance. Um, some folks said over 20,000. Some say over 10,000. Uh, we'll see when we're there. But those are ridiculous high amount of people in attendance uh, that are going to be rooting for everyone, not just myself, but from all over the country, all other sports. And it'll be exciting just to be a part of that whole tournament in Alabama, Birmingham, out there in the South with family, friends, the sumo community, and just that spirit, that competitive nature. The experience itself is probably the best opportunity or the what I'm most looking forward for. It's just the experience itself. And of course, I'm going out there competitive to try to win, and I'm sure everyone will have a great time out there. So in regards to myself and my wrestling, I just want to perform well execute what I know what to do, strong, powerful moves, strong tie tries, and be able to overcome defeat and any obstacle that may that I may be able to overcome. Now, what would be nice is we all know that the Eastern Bloc, uh, the Eastern Hemisphere, a lot of the countries in the Eastern side of the world, Sumo is perceived spiritually, culturally beautiful as uh, it's already seen in a great light on that side of the world. The Western Hemisphere countries like America, Canada, some of the Southern American countries, Sumo is gaining some traction, but it would be nice to see a bigger following, maybe more competitors a stronger feel for sumo, a stronger appreciation for sumo. Maybe more folks fall in love with sumo at the amateur level and at the pro level. So that's the optimistic side of me that I believe the 22 World Games would be able to help in that regard, as well as all the athletes. Imagine we get a few athletes with some medals, it's going to be live streaming. Uh, some people are going to see it around the world, around America. Millions of people could potentially watch Sumo. And this could generate interest, and it could generate a, a affinity towards the sport. And that's my hope. Well, that's it for this week's Sumo Kaboom. Thanks for listening. Get your Sumo card, and we will see you next week. Yeah, see you in the bingo game, and see you in the basho. Also, we're going to be sitting in with Grand Sumo Breakdown this week, so make sure and give them a good listen tomorrow. We will be on their episode joining in this week, and we will be having one of the guys from Grand Sumo Breakdown joining us in the near future. So make sure and take a listen to them as well this week. Sayonara. See y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye.